Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help their fellow man. Hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Well, it's a very, uh, very important day for uh, Chicago people and Cleveland people. And uh, that game is uh, is is already uh, going on right now, and uh, you know I don't know much about it, but we'll find out uh, as soon as our show's over because it'll go on and on and on and on because that's what uh, happens with baseball. Uh, like my wife says, it's like watching paint dry. Um, but this should be a pretty exciting one uh, with. Uh, with Chicago, they're back to the wall and wanting to set. I think probably most of America is for the poor Cubbies, and uh, uh, and yet Cleveland has certainly outplayed them to to the point to now. This is going to be fun tonight. Uh, this is our first sequel. I call it a sequel. Um, I w- I was trying to decide whether I would call it Alexander the Second, which sounds pretty cool or Alexander Klein, the sequel. And I went with that one. And um, uh, Alexander's a a friend of mine who we've gotten to know here uh, in Laguna Beach. Um, And uh, he's just one of these people that keeps um, opening up and surprising you with, uh, with things one after another, things he's done, things he's thought about, things he knows about. Um, and he's a pretty, pretty brilliant guy uh, in a freewheeling sort of way. And uh, uh, we had a great time last week. This is the first time I've, I've done somebody back to back. And that was because part of the – one of the real reasons I wanted him to come on was to talk about uh, uh, millennial, the millennial generation of which he is he, – he, he falls in the middle of it. Uh, millennials are considered to be 18 to 29 Alex is, I think, 25 right now. He can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and uh, so we really want to hear from him about what he thinks about and what his dreams are and what his future and what he thinks about America and what he thinks about spiritual things. And, you know, this this could be really cool. And um, uh, because, you know, obviously he's not going to be a representative of everybody in his generation, but he'll certainly strike some points that I think you will find repeated over and over again if you talk or listen to other millennials. So uh, just because we all grow up in a period of time where we have had the same kind of influences um, before and course after us and uh those those are the things which many in many ways make us uh similar because because of that you have a whole generation going through 
the Great Depression and World War II. Well, that's obviously going to shape people in a certain way. And uh, they're going to all have been touched in some way by all of that. And, uh, and so our generation, millennials, have gone through this huge technological explosion of information and ideas. And uh, they probably the first generation to totally learn on computers and phones and uh, uh, they knew all, they know all this stuff second nature and uh, the rest of us boomers like me, we're, we're, uh, you know, immigrants in, in, in their home territory. And so that's an influence that makes them look at things a certain way. So I think that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to talk to Alex. We're going to ask him a bunch of questions and let him just speak from his heart and his own uh, place in life and and see what he has to say. So, Alex, um, are you there? Are you are you listening? Are you ready to come on and uh, talk to us? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, Alex, maybe I can do it from here. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, cool. I noticed you went on to mute here. Okay, everybody. Well, Alex, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for having me again. Looking forward to this chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is uh this is going to be fun. Um in I want to start right off with a awful question because it's so broad and 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 general. In general terms, obviously that's the way you've got to talk about all of this. But yes, describe yourself to me as as uh, you know. You can go wherever you want with that. Uh, tell us it's it's just a way to get to know you a little bit too. But tell us a little bit about yourself. You know what 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 are your values? Um, that kind of thing. What 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 do you think may set you apart from? from generations around you. Um, just talk for a while. I know you can do that real well. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't, I don't know where I would begin in trying to describe myself other than I guess I am a product of my generation. And I really believe that in the, the millennial gap, I think I was kind of more of like a prototype for what we're going to see with the younger kids. Cause I, I <laughs> fortunately, was raised by a very technical man who made sure that I was in front of a computer from an early age. So that kind of gave me a head start Mm. for my generation. And a lot of people in my Mm -hmm. generation aren't as uh, technologically immersed per se as even the generation that's coming, coming up following us. And I definitely, I would just say that when it comes to me, I kind of, I had the, I had the luxury of growing up in the '90s, so I had a lot of rich cultural booms. There are so many influences. There's a lot of um, alternative culture or alt, alternative everything mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. kind of like the tagline that I remember. And mm-hmm. what what what, Alex, what I noticed, I... yeah, uh, of course, go ahead. Well, you led me no, to something and. and... I, I just I just thought, you know, uh, what what do you remember? What stands out? Like for instance, I remember, I remember 
when JFK was assassinated, and I remember when oh, Robert yeah. Kennedy was assassinated. You know, what, what are the things that stand out for you in, in your memory? Of well, at that time, growing up, my, I really wasn't as uh, – I didn't start paying attention to politics or anything until September 11th. You know, I was in fifth grade. Mm. I was my, – my father called my mom, I believe, and said that I shouldn't go to school. What did you – I know that I didn't go to school that day. Wow. And the whole, the whole family was really, really concerned with our country's safety, um, our safety. There was a lot of – I remember that day as clear as yesterday. Mm. You know, I remember mm. the, the uncertainty wow. – my father's tears and him crying on the phone with me and just not knowing, you know, really that was a pretty startling kind of entry or introduction to politics for me. And then from that point on, I was always paying attention. And I remember, I remember being just as angry and being so confused and kind of swallowing what was being spoon fed to us by the media and being like, why would these people mm-hmm. want to attack us? And, you know, I'm young, too. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. within a year or two, the rhetoric had changed, and the rhetoric had become we were convinced to go into these wars and security and our liberties. And, you know, I was growing up with computers, too, so I was noticing that people were already talking about security and anonymity and our our rights on the Internet way before we even – started to request Hmm. from the Freedom of Information Act, you know, what the Patriot Act entailed and what uh, all these elevated security protocols were kind of leading us to. So I definitely, again, I'd like to say I'm just a product of that generation. Hmm. I remember remember pre-9-11 and our whole country was way different. And post-9-11 security and the hyper-militarization of our police became very clear. My DARE officers were different post 9-11, the pre-9-11. And that's a really good way of looking at it, too. My DARE officers probably doubled. They probably added about 100 pounds of muscle and lost their necks, if you know what I mean. You know, all, all of my DARE officers. What are you calling that? DARE officers? My DARE officers. I haven't heard that yeah, before. A DARE officer? Well, I mean, I don't know what they do for kids now, but back in the day, they would have an anti-drug uh, representative from the police force come and counsel the kids and do you know, once a uh, week or once a month, they would we would kind of check in and they would teach us about how horrible tobacco okay. and drugs and alcohol are. But then after 9-11, okay. um, you know, the D.A.R.E. officer and the <laughs> representative of the police force just suddenly had a different different crew cut of hair, different way of conducting himself. It just, you could see it, you know. We were dealing with military wow. personnel now. And I, I noticed that a lot of our police forces, former military, huh. and it's, sure, it's always been like that, but, but, you know, it's just, you start paying attention to it and, you know, they're, a, yeah. I, I always appreciate everybody who wears a uniform and, you know, serves our country, but just speaking from the child's evolutionary standpoint, you know, I did pay attention a lot to the, the cultural mm-hmm. differences. Cause I, I remember, you know, a jolly, big bellied sheriff type guy. And that was my idea of a cop. And now you can't find that in most places. You're not going to see that type of Mm -hmm. officer, especially driving around as an enforcer, maybe a detective or behind a desk, but the enforcers and the people that you see now really, really kind of reflect the mentality of our country 
which is we want to be tactable mm-hmm. and secure, and we are, you know, and I think that says a lot yeah. too. You know, we we don't have the the jolly Sheriff Joe type character in our our repertoire wow. anymore. We don't think, you know. Yeah. I think uh, No Country for Old Men, the that. film, really covers that well because Tommy Lee Jones's character. Remember, he his, he starts off with a saying that he had never pulled his gun in the time that he was a sheriff, right? And he didn't like to draw his mm-hmm. gun, and through the whole film, he doesn't do that. And mm-hmm. that film, No Country for Old Men, took place, I believe, in the 80s. And that kind of represents, too, the transition that they were they were noticing, that people from your generation were noticing. That, you know, back in the day, uh-huh. a police officer wouldn't really – he was really proud to not draw his weapon and to not, you know, have to even rely on that. And that he just – his presence and his badge and his demeanor – was really the diffusing force, but that's not the case anymore. That's a, that's incredible. Um, right. Those are things I mean, that I haven't even thought about. I haven't even thought, yeah, I think you're right, but there's, there are things I haven't even thought about. Um, and that says something right there. I mean, you, you, because of your generation are going to be keen to see certain things that, that we might not even notice. Um, and because uh, we we weren't looking for those types of changes, and maybe not close yeah. enough to it, even even to see it, you know. So, uh, but tell tell me, what do you, what would you say, are are your values as a human being? What do you value the most in in life? I think life itself. You know, um, we'll find that we like, or at least a lot of people, even if I don't agree. With pardon me, if I don't agree with my my you know peers politically, mm-hmm. um, we all don't have the religious or spiritual debates that I noticed kind of was that that even was pertinent in my brother's generation. He's uh, ten years older than me. There's not we don't mm-hmm. really kind of at least my, myself and the people that I thankfully surround myself with. We come from so many different faiths and beliefs and political spectrums, but we all kind of agree on the same core tenets. And I think that that's the most striking thing about all of us going forward with the internet is that even though we're so advanced and we've been able to elaborate and kind of dissect everything, we've actually, it's actually made us more simplified in what we really value and what we appreciate, which is ah. honesty, uh, you know, honesty, integrity, you know, just having, being, actually for what you speak about even if you you know it's like i would i would respect a racist that is open more than a racist that is keeping their racist thoughts to themselves because at least Mm. that person Mm. is standing by their conviction now i don't appreciate their beliefs personally Mm -hmm. but i can at least appreciate that they're open and honest enough to articulate them and we live in a country that allows us to do so and I'd much rather engage with somebody head on and talk about things rather than deal with discreet or subtle gestures that would allude to whatever they, they believe. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So honesty, integrity, any, what, uh, what else sticks out in your mind? Uh, you know, uh, just, just the do unto others is like one of the best, best lines. Mm. It's just, I think mm. that most of us, or at least, you know, with, I'm speaking now, very broadly, but only concerning sure. my friend group, we all we all kind of just value the same, like food, you know, the the transparency of what's 
in our food, the ingredients. Um, that kind of goes back to everything else is transparency, knowing what it is. Cause we've had the internet now and we're so used to fact checking everything. You know, you hear a claim I'm on Google trying to ah. find six, seven references saying that what you said is wrong or not true. We're used to that. That's second nature, especially if you have a smartphone in your hand all the time. I mean, nowadays there's no huh. excuse as to why you can't Google search. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really, it's uh, I think that just, being respectful and appreciating others' values and not being um, exclusive, you know? It's a very inclusive mm-hmm. time. The more people we can get involved, mm. the more people we can involve in the conversation, the more progress you see as opposed to the exclusive groups, people who are generally trying to keep those exclusive uh, realms have a have an intent or a purpose for it, you know, either – uh, to control the the kind of pyramid scheme of money making, so that you get more more overall rank or status, or just at, or they may mm. actually not want to involve certain people around them because they don't share those values. And I notice that there is a there is a minority of the younger generations that is trying to perpetuate the I guess the old way or the old style of thought. But for the most part, you'll notice if you just if you leave the more aristocratic uh, mm-hmm. towns or bubble realms, and you look at what the every you know, if you look at the everyday kids of even Orange County outside of the Southern Orange County area, they are mm-hmm. all so mm-hmm. just like the '90s, alternative and open. Everybody, you know, I can talk to a kid that looks he has face tattoos and he looks super scary and mean, but we're both talking about animal rights and how we don't think it's right, but bunny rabbits are used mm. for makeup testing and stuff, you know, and we could be shooting mm-hmm. pool at a, at a, a crazy bar, but here me and, you know, this big guy are talking mm-hmm. about stuff that would have otherwise been only exclusive for, you know, women or hippies or whatever you want to talk, talk about, you know, or call it. It just it isn't considered wow. the like manly man conversation or something you would discuss over billiards, but that's, that's a conversation I can have over billiards. And I think it's funny. <laughs> it really is. Tell me, what, you know, what, yeah, what, um, what are you, and and in, in speaking as well for your generation, what what do you really dis dislike? What what types of mm. you know? It sounds like you would obviously dislike dishonesty, the opposite of some of these things. Tell mm. me, tell me some of those. What comes to mind well, when you think of what you really don't like? What I really don't like is that we are so we're playing into the the use of hyper stimulation. We are so saturated with information and media and everything that is trying to convince us or sway us in one realm or marketing to us that we are not taking a second to evaluate really our worth and our our just how valuable mm. this generation's input can be. And we're not taking ownership of the fact that we have to be more involved. And I think that I really get upset at my generation's lack of current responsibility right now because we are more prone to eating out, more prone to the economic practice of objectified obsolution. So we replace our phones every six months to a year as opposed to many years as another generation would. Everything that we purchase mm-hmm. and use, we kind of we we choose the disposable method, you know. 
we don't. And there's certain things that really bother me because it's been trained into us over multiple generations. It started more than likely with what we're talking about, the post-Depression era generation. When marketing and advertising really, really evolved and started focusing on training Mm -hmm. needs, or no, taking uh, want from need, reversing the whole, oh, I need I need this, or not, not, not um, taking the whole, ooh, almost got electrocuted, um, <laughs> taking the whole, you, you would go out, you know, and you would only buy what you really had to use or needed, and all of a sudden there was this revolution of creating desire, and create that whole keeping hmm. up with the Joneses effect too. That is within your lifetime was was really really like uh, elaborated upon you know until they were working on it for so long up until this point where it's i mean it's a math it's a it's an art form now the way that mm. you know iphone mm. has trained everybody in believing that you do not even have a phone unless you have an iphone you know you can't you that yep. whole feeling of like isolation that's brilliant i mean it's brilliant because it is a very uniquely american and if not american itself then you are definitely showing your Western Hemisphere's influence because uh, the rest of the world really doesn't care about the status symbol, per, per se, of most of these objects. They, they're more concerned with, will it work for however long? Am I going to be forced to upgrade? Am I going to be locked out? Does this device allow me to do whatever? Or does the car allow me hmm. to do whatever? You notice that with, like, Toyotas, too. Why is Toyota, especially the Toyota Helix or the truck, being used by everybody in the world and it's because it's just a well-made machine that's easily maintained, you know. And hmm. here we don't really – we don't discuss that much as that that vehicle chain as much, although Toyota is the hottest-selling car in Southern California. Uh, our needs as a society are different too. I mean, look at how many big trucks do you think there are out there that are actually utilized to haul the 10,000 or 30,000 pounds of weight that they were designed to do? <laughs> I don't see most of these things hauling anything. No, you know, no. <laughs> so we've they're, been they're more like a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And when I see the truck, I react to the status symbol because me and fellow men of my age all know yeah. everything about these cars because we want them. We want these trucks. So when we see the platinum edition <laughs> Tundra or whatever, you know, we see the F three fifty in the the eco diesel Cummings engine five. You know. That stuff really gets us all jazzed up. We're so excited. We're like, oh, wow, what did he get? You know, Christmas came early. Yeah. So so what you're saying, Alex, though, is that that you dislike this. You just you dislike having this kind of influence. Do you think do you think um, that's that's common to uh, a sort? Is there kind of a uh, what am I? trying to say here uh, a rebellion in some way against status symbols and all so. that kind of thing no no, no you don't exactly, exactly. you think so you think they're pretty much buying it yeah i think they're buying they're pretty it pretty much more buying it more i mean mm-hmm. yeah because i mean we look at and this is not even like i'm not trying to be pessimistic but it's just been trained into us it's hard like especially if okay if you take kids from a more huh. poorer area they're going to want those objects more than anybody else because it is a symbol of achievement too. 
And that's how yeah. gaming has evolved. You know, if you look at gaming, yeah. they stole elements from the Boy Scouts. You know, you were in the Boy Scouts or Eagle Scout, and you got your badges for doing things, right? Now, <laughs> every yeah. game does that now. That I witnessed that because the Japanese did that first in their online games 10 years ago. They had this badge system, and that was a way that you could keep guys paying $15 a month to play these games that were subscription-based. You could keep them addicted because you would have all these different wow. accolades and achievements to collect. Now we have the achievement system built into almost all of our games to kind of give you this reward factor. But it's, you know, it's the same thing that has been done with everything else. It, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we are really, really, really well trained. And what, what I'm saying about what I don't like about my generation is that we don't take responsibility for the fact that we are still going along with the training. Even myself, you know. You could, I could tell you all day about how I practice not being material, not being material, but then there will be certain things that break me and get me very material again. You know, even I could invalidate my whole argument right now if I just said, oh, the new Intel Xeon processor for servers, I covet that. It's a chip. It's $8,000. I don't even know what I would do with it once I had it, but I know that I could have two terabytes of RAM on my computer, and that makes me happy. I'm like, oh, the power. You know, like, I really have no idea what I would do with that power, but I want it. Wow. And I think that's silly, you know. It's it's not even like a yeah. – it's not even something that you would use for gaming yeah. or video design. Uh-huh. It's literally industrial server stuff that, like, is Amazon and people would use, which I could rent for a dollar or two a day. I could rent their whole infrastructure. That's one of their marketing things. Anyway, it's just funny, you know. Wow. I, I still break myself, wow. though. I want to put together that toy just like a project car or whatever. You know what I mean? I try to really relate it to other people and not be like, oh, well, well, what I want to build, like could totally, you know, could keep half of the country, mm-hmm. you know, web data intact or whatever. It really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that personal achievement thing that, that we're, we're tricking ourselves and playing into. And wow. really, That's what do amazing. I need this stuff for? Cool. Um, I want to ask you another question, Alex. Um, we've actually been talking a lot about this on the catch. Uh, Marty was the first one to spot this, uh, an article she read that that was actually studying, and they had done some studies about the the uh, millennials and the boomers, and that mm-hmm. there were similarities, apparently, between these two uh, in terms of maybe – they happen to like the same music or the same TV shows. Uh, they're, they're, they were able to find some connection there. And we have noticed that um, we have a, a lot of millennials coming to uh, our site at the catch. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of cool. We're trying to figure, well, it's almost like, gee, what are we doing right? You know, and uh, is that something you have seen? Have you seen anything like that? Um, Or or is that just uh, a theory? Uh, No, I mean, it's a a great theory. And you just got to kind of look at the rest of the data, right? So what can we ascertain by going to Whole Foods? Not the one in town, because that one's pretty tiny. But go to any other Whole Foods and look at what they're selling the product. Yeah. Or like how they're selling vines, oh, Alex, right? they're Alex, selling vines. Alex, yeah. Alex, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. 
you 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 went into a tube somehow. Have you changed anything about where you're standing or your phone use or anything? Hold on, it might be it might be my network. Hold on. Okay, is this better? Yeah, this I is better. I think it is lead paint. It's lead paint in <laughs> one of the doors. That's a Are that's the only me? thing that would block that signal. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's, wow. I'll have to check that out later. Um, <laughs> okay. So what I was going to say is that they're selling vinyl again, you know, and cassettes. There's that cassette boom oh, yeah. going on. Everyone's going back to analog. That's not. That's not a. It's it's that's what I'm trying to say is that that is completely corroborative with what you're seeing with people's interest in the catch and the younger generations because um, they're not buying they're not totally buying into everything needs to be new and it needs to be digital and I need mm-hmm. to just you know mm-hmm. there's so much information out there and we just keep being bombarded with all this information that a lot of times I think it's more therapeutic to kind of step backwards and look at everything as opposed to going forward because the future and everything is so uncertain. And there is that kind wow. of, there's that, that, there's that spirit there that you guys have. And I mean, God, especially the sixties, you know, my dad says all the time that the, 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 the fashion yeah. of the sixties is back. And I think it's also the soul cool. of the sixties and Bernie Sanders mm. as a political mm. candidate yeah. really represented that soul of the 60s kind of coming back. He was the first political candidate that really got my generation excited. And the best thing we yeah. could have done is politi- politically assassinate him for Hillary and then give us the ultimatum of either Trump or Hillary to where now my generation is again demotivated about politics. It's great. But, Alex, Alex, um, yeah. Here, Alex, I'm going to have to stop you. There's been a mistake. And we're going to go off the air. Shoot. Uh Are you still there? Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. We're still connected. Darn. We're just getting good. Um, For some reason, for some reason, uh, (laughs) uh, my producer uh, actually uh, formulated this for just 30 minutes. Now, I... Normally it's for a full hour, and I try I try to keep it to thirty minutes, but we I always go over, you know. And uh, yeah. this is the first time this has ever happened. She just came on. She said, "You got ninety more seconds." And I'm going, "You're kidding me! What what is it?" So I don't know what to do. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe we have to have you one more time. You know, uh, this That's, is yeah. this is so bad. Uh, oh, it's okay. I mean, gosh. at least we'll be able to cover we'll, we'll be able to cover um, a little bit more articulated, you know, concepts though if we work on it. But yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you get what I was trying to say though with the uh, oh yeah, kind of like what mm-hmm. what my the the Sanders even if you don't support him, you see, and you know, Trump and Sanders are using the same rhetoric just applied in different political spectrums, but they're really that's that's the type of stuff that's going to be big for my generation. I believe going forward is people being more extreme, telling it how it is, maybe ignoring the rules a little bit. And what scares me though, is that we shouldn't idolize these characters. We should also vet them because Bernie Sanders and Trump have done incredible damage to their political parties. And right. 
right. and also questioning the validity of it. And that's what I talk to my generation about a lot is, hey, damn it, um, keep knocking this light, is, hey, let's fact check these guys. Why, you know, why, is an, why are two independents trying to politically assassinate these parties? Because, I mean, Sanders was an independent as well from Vermont. Um, mm-hmm. He's backed the NRA a bunch. He's, you know, it's just like there are certain things that it's like you cannot just jump on this huge, you know, peace and love bandwagon or, you know, let's get the let's change right. America war bandwagon without questioning your, your leaders. And I really wish that, I don't know, I just wish that we would, uh, we would kind of start thinking more middle ground because we have middle ground politicians right now that appeal to both sides. And I just, I really hope going forward we kind of discuss more of that and more moderate options, you know, so that maybe cool. you don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Maybe you just kind of you want mm-hmm. really basic rights for the people. And I think that a lot of people on both sides agree and have a Venn diagram of things that they really agree with versus things that they don't agree with. And the things that we don't agree with, we should then leave it out of the whole administrative decision, but leave it, leave that up to the democracy process. You know, that's when we can vote for bills and vote for legislation and kind of let the people decide it. But these, these tagline buttons or these headline little, you know, things like, Oh, the emails or taxes and these scandals really, I mean, right now what it boils down to in our political parties is like, okay, who's going to tax what economic bracket? That's it. That's all I see it as. And so I vote Democrat yeah. only because I don't I don't fall under the bracket to where I'm going to benefit by voting mm-hmm. Republican economically. And that's an unfortunate yeah. state of affairs. And I think we need to restructure it because we're wasting our time with that stuff. You know, we should have I don't know. It's, it's difficult. To, but I think that that's something we're going to pay attention to a lot more going forward as a as the millennial side, at least They're They are going yeah. to be. Yeah backing Sanders people and backing people who get all this stuff exposed and talk about it. And it may, it, it may be great and it may cause a lot of change, but it's also, you know, it could be easily led by people who didn't have a side 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And that's very scary Mm -hmm. to me, you know, or at least I know that Clinton has fought really hard, not just for that position, but for certain standards and rights for American people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really like her politically. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, but, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, mm-hmm. it's like I do want – I just want standards, you know. I just want certain standards for the country, and that's what I will vote for. And then mm-hmm. everything else, we're going to have to, you know, just go, be, get active and educate the people. And we can always propose amendments, and we can always propose different bills. And so mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. – it's pretty much a non-issue when it comes to, I mean, really, again, too, I don't like the Clinton administration or foundation, but I do care about who picks the Supreme Court justice because that's a position that can be appointed for a lifetime, you know? And the decision-making on those appointments shouldn't be left to a career businessman or a career politician, really. We should be able to choose. Yeah, politician. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's just going to get somebody right wing in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really unfortunate because it's like, I don't, you know, I, again, that's where these discussions aren't new. 
but they're definitely going to be more frequent. And I expect that we, our generation is going to change a lot of legislation once they do get to leadership age. I really can't wait to see what happens when we get our 35-year-olds that are eligible to be president that could run, you know, because I think there's going to be a lot of I really want to get into that. So, uh, gosh, can can you do another can you do another week? Yeah, for sure. Of course. Um, here's the deal. Next week, however, is election day. So, I mean, that could be <laughs> really exciting. Yeah, it's um, going to be pretty crazy. I don't. It's going to be. It's going to be crazy. crazy. I mean, I really hope that people just don't watch the news. Whatever you do that day, just don't watch the news. Don't don't play into the fear. Uh, I uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if both sides pay their supporters to act like Trump has been uh, robbed of an election. I I wouldn't it it wouldn't be outside of the Democrats' realm too to to create plants or you know what I mean. So just question wow. everything on that day. I really, really, mm. anybody that's calling or saying that, you know, we have to change the union or we have to recount all the votes and all that stuff, we should have done that in 2001 as well. And I, I do believe that at some point they're talking about treasonous behavior, and I take that very seriously because this is not the time that we need to be divided. And I think yeah. that we should label people in that extreme way, not with the extreme reaction and, of course, treating them like traitors, but we should remind them that what they're talking about is betraying the whole foundation of our country and betraying our communities. You know? Right. We really have to be loyal to each other. We have to respect each other's decisions and votes and not promote mm-hmm. violence. And that type of thinking and mentality promotes violence because it's, it's saying that we are not in control and playing into the whole control aspect of it of the ego right and it's it's just it's very right. alarming you know whoever yeah. wins they win there are so many things that are already and have been decided but i just the people who are calling for yeah. this uh this this revolution of sorts post-election are they're very scary to me because it's just mm-hmm. it's just not it's not necessary you know we we should have political re- uh revolution then in the we should have an economic revolution then why don't we stop using the dollar while we're at it? See what happens. I mean, if this is how far <laughs> we want to go, let's completely change it. <laughs> you know, I won't. Don't don't get me started. Then let's change everything and let's adopt a new language, and let's make it so that everyone has to learn two <laughs> languages in our country. Whoa! Right? I know we could get super extreme if that's how they want to play. Because then it's like, okay, well, if the voting process is going to be called into question. Why can't we call into question, you know, this, the, the military or our budget, you know, the, the, the defense. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Everything. Like, yeah. Everything. My everything. Gosh. Yeah. We, the, then you'd start to cut the, and it's like at that point though, you know, we, we could have some good change, but at the same time, you know, what, what I do understand and see is that when there is a, a uh, hostile country backing one of our political incumbents, and that political incumbent is promoting revolution and stuff like that in his rhetoric. If he doesn't win, that would be very, very opportunistic for Russia as they sign mm-hmm. all this OPEC stuff because we're, they're looking at going off of the dollar too. So when uh, those countries move from the dollar standard 
we're going to see a pretty big hit next year. It's not going to be huge, but we're going to mm. still see a hit. And if we're in revolution while we get an economic hit like that, anything can happen. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I don't think it'll be that extreme, but I think that that's a play. And it, this is, again, a more economic move on their part because we never do good when there's uncertainty. You know, even yeah. the stock market tanks because the stock market is appraised by guys. I mean, we don't, it's such a rigged game in itself. It's like they, they literally just, they go off of headlines. You know, that's how, that's how we were tanked yeah. in the first place. The, the, the economic depression was created by the newspapers saying that the, the stocks were plunging. And so a bunch of people pulled out, which created the stocks to plunge. They yeah. were rigged. <laughs> wow. Well, well, this is this is very cool. Um, ah, let's let's. I, I got to think about it some more, but but I'll confirm with you. But my inclination right now is that I would like to do one more week. And okay. if you're if you're up for it, and let's try and do it because of the election thing, though. Let's do it earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is we that all right? Can you? Yeah. Can you do that? Let's do a and then, gentleman's then it'll bet be too less, on the air. Yeah. It'd be less <laughs> like Nostradamus a, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be less of an influence on on what we do too, because uh we'll just be getting started. So um Yeah. Is that okay? And we'll can be bracing. Can you do it like yeah, yeah, for sure. say one or two in the afternoon, something like that? Yeah. You can, okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, I'll do it. I I'll definitely. I'll put base, my calendar I'll on touch, now. I'll, I'll I'll touch base with you on Monday, and um, and we'll we'll uh, lay out a, a plan as far as when, and uh, we've still got you know the 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 main questions. Um, you were we can start right where we stop the 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 millennials and boomers because that was getting pretty good, and. Um, yeah. And then we can. Uh, I love what you say. You're going to have a lot to say. I know on what kind of leaders um, these guys are. You're going to make. And then I think we're going to piss you guys thing, off a then, lot. Yeah, probably. I think so. we're going to piss you guys <laughs> off a lot. But we're also like there will be some <laughs> things that'll just be so different, but like like awe-inspiringly definitive that it'll really create a lot of pride. But then there will be. I just know that there's going to be a level of unprofessionalism that we're going to do to the office and to like that stuff. It's just going to be really silly, but then mm. gonna, you're, you'll just notice there's going to be that kind of like stoner dude, slacker attitude that will be really hip and cool, like the Fonzie thing, but they'll be super liberal or they'll do some really cool actions and stuff like that. But then of course I, I just imagine that there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of like scandals and evaluation, like we'll probably have like, presidential i mean not at a huge degree but i'm I'm expecting at some degree we will have uh a different uh, elaboration on how the president and their marriage standards too because we've always had presidents mm. that are married right and have that perfect family yeah. household and i i am right. excited to see the millennial presidents being divorced you know and their mm. the ex-wife mm. being the mm. first lady <laughs> or something <laughs> like that <laughs> wow! Or the ex-husband even too, oh, which I'm really excited about. You know, 
and uh, the first husbands and all that stuff. Outside of Bill, I really am excited for a younger younger woman to take a shot at it because once we mm-hmm. even humor women in in the presidency, uh, God, I mean, the sky's the limit now. We're going to have so many incumbents that have such a different track record and have not mm-hmm. been career politics from the, the early – I mean, she – you know, Hillary's a war veteran. She has fought through the worst of yeah. that that kind of mentality. She was only dealing with the good old boys who had been going to those Ivy League schools, and she was the only woman in those meetings, in those debates. I mean, she's had to do and to develop such an incredible thick skin, I'm sure, for the amount of yeah. male-controlled yeah. stuff that she was subjugated to. I mean, you know, and that's that's why I really like to support her, too, is that I'm just proud – that it, there is a strong woman who has fought everything and has st- stood up to such mm-hmm. a, a foul, foul-speaking man, because that really should yeah. inspire a lot of people for their daughters and their their sisters and mothers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I wouldn't want anybody talking to my mom like that. I'd freak out. Oh, jeez. I wouldn't be able to be at that debate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I would have, yeah, I, I know, I but it's yeah, it's it's cool. <sighs> okay, well, this was great, Alex. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Get it. We'll All right. Nail it out Let's, again. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Um, wh- um, is what's going on with the 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 board and all that stuff? Is there like going to be a meeting or like? Any other discussion of that? No, we're just starting. We're we're just starting okay. to uh, pick some people. So cool. um, I, I'm I'm just thinking about thinking about people right now, and um, and that's why you came to mind. And um, so I, I just well, I mean, I don't really so serve often. that much of a purpose. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, but... no, no, but you do, you you do in terms of uh, you know who we're talking to, and um, and that's real important. Um, so, and I, it it was just it was so off the wall that it really made me want to just just feel you out a little bit and see if it was something that you'd be interested in. And uh, but it sure. it'll be a ways down the road road before we get anything um, actually going. We okay, get, cool. Well, that's we got to get some more guys. Got a lot on my plate. Okay. So. Okay. That gives me time. All right. I hope it won't be too long, and and you're not off, you know, in some secret uh, security job, <laughs> some yeah. other place on the planet. I, know. <laughs> hey, I mean, nowadays you can do most of it remote too. They don't even send uh, right. like they don't send the text there. They send they send you know a Navy SEAL there with a phone that the tech can control and then they just plug it in. You well, know, it's like when you can the do way, it I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything has changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's like, God, they don't even, if that's like a, that's, that was only, that example is only applicable to, to a closed network. You know, if it's an open network or it's connected to the internet, then they will never deploy a physical person to gain entry because it, it leaves more of a trace. If you just get it, if you get it from oh. the software, software down then you eliminate mm-hmm. you know audio visual surveillance and all that stuff wow wow 
Fascinating. I mean, those, those computers. It's all, it's all. Yeah, no, I know it's crazy, but it's just weird. Like just to log in, like when you work for a major, major corporation using secured communications or anything, even basic corporations have these thumbsticks that you have to stick into the, the computer to turn it on with the security key that is generated for you on your, the days of your shift at the time of your shift's beginning so that mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. logged and only that person can get that key from the guy like me who had handed it to you. It's very, very secured. It's interesting stuff, but even when they do all of that, that's for the, the physical level, so like people gaining access to the machine. But if the, if the network at all has been compromised at any degree, all that stuff goes away. Just literally toss it out the window. No. No. <laughs> That's why they should study the internet more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my man, I gotta, I gotta run. Yeah, um, my yeah, wife I'll stop had a, talking. My wife has had a miserable day, so oh, I no. gotta go see Aww. what she needs. Yeah, emails. Well, she give her my best regards. Emails. I don't know what, what happened. happened. Actually, maybe. I, I, she yeah. says she's lost all of her emails, and so she's been on with she... Apple all day. Um, God, you might be able to help her. Uh, let me just see how how she is. She yeah, might have luck. it all solved. If if there's if probably there's if it was through else, them, I, I might give you a call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Feel free to. But if if it was through Apple, then you you guys are in good hands. Don't worry, you yeah. will be fine. Yeah. You know, it's okay. uh, th- yeah. that is the type of thing that they they would they're gonna have to come out and compensate you for for not leaving and utterly trashing their name, basically. Because I mean, that's the type of thing that it's just that's it's key. And if it, any protocol that she was using to download the emails, like if she was doing a Outlook or the i the iMail app that you plug in your email account, um. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where her email, what what email account it was, but if it was one that is from a different domain, then you can always request those to come back as well from whatever, whoever pays you, I whoever you pay for the domain. So there's mm-hmm. there's steps, but if it's through Gmail or through Apple, then you obviously you just it's only deal Apple. with them. So it's an yeah, Apple it's email account. Apple. Okay, so then yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so it it's uh, just a matter of the the tech finding it. You're good. You'll be fine. She might have some some of it. She's got she's got some of it on Earthlink, but um, okay. Well, that, that that's most too. most it's, of the stuff is yeah. I'm seriously stuff. confident that you, this problem will be resolved. But if you need anything, feel free to give okay. me a call. <laughs> okay, Alex. Thank you so much. All right. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Talk, talk to you have a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.